Welcome to FitBite, the mini series on the Fit Design podcast where we take bite-sized pieces of the fit design content you love on all things sportswear design, graphic design, manufacturing, and logistics and break them down for you into easy to understand bite-sized episodes. What's up, Design Family, and welcome back to another episode of FitBite, the mini-series on the Fit Design Podcast, where we take bite-sized pieces of the Fit Design content you love and break it down for you into easy-to-understand bite-sized episodes. On today's episode, we'll be looking at how to create and structure a hanging price tag guide as a fashion brand, whether you're operating online or you're operating as a brick-and-mortar retailer. This is important information and is going to facilitate your business's ability to keep track of the products you're creating, how much they're selling for, how many you have left, and what are the most popular sizes, styles, and colors. So making sure that you have all these key components of information are not only going to give you the clarity you need to operate your business, but also your customers the ability to know the key components of the information that they need so that they can make an educated decision when they're buying their products from you. While it may seem like a very minor detail, the information you provide on your hanging price tag is extremely important, not only for your internal organization, but for the buyers of your clothes, whether it's a department store or even the individual customers. So make sure you don't overlook any one of the key components I'm about to provide you. When it comes to any hanging price tag or a hang tag that is merged with a sort of price tag, you'll wanna start off with a clear indicator of the brand name or the brand emblem. You want that to be front and center for your branding as well as a easy way to distinguish the product. Imagine your product is going to a department store with thousands of products on the racks. Being able to have a clear and concise hang tag that shows your brand clearly is going to give buyers an easy way to access your products amongst the different noise that is out there. Moving on, you want to include a clear and concise description of the product. So this will always start with the gender. Is it men's or women's? Is it boys or girls? Next, you're going to the product type. Is it a performance tee? And then lastly, a bonus, you can add the color. Is it an internal color name? So instead of just olive, you call it army green. This is all important information to add and should be clear and concise as the second key component of your hanging price tag. Number three, you want to specify your fabric composition. This is actually required by law in certain countries. And there's a clear reason for this. For example, if you have someone who's allergic to polyester, and your product is not specified as being of a polyester blend. They buy that product, they don't know what's in it, and they wear it. This can produce an allergic reaction, which can actually be fatal in certain situations, depending on the severity of the reaction. So bear that in mind. You'll want to mention the composition of all body parts of that garment. What example is that? For example, you have a performance shirt that's made of a cotton spandex blend with an underarm panel made of a mesh material. You'll want to mention that the main body fabric is composed of a 95 cotton 5 spandex, for example, like this t-shirt. And then the mesh panel is, let's just say, constructed with a 90% polyester, 10% spandex. Be clear and concise in outlining the different components and their compositions. Moving on, you'll want to include a stock keeping unit figure, or otherwise known as an SKU. This is a code that identifies the size, color, of each garment and is typically used by a company internally and also in communication with manufacturers, with buyers, and it's a clear and easy way to identify a specific product without the need for a scannable barcode. 
The format differs between company and company. However, a SKU will generally include the following. The color, the size, season, and sometimes the manufacturer of that garment. Obviously with supply chains, you have companies with different manufacturers, so this should all be identified clearly on the garment. Also, it's typically created internally within the company, so there's no external entity that will create them. However, if you're selling wholesale, the buyer, aka a department store, would typically create their own SKU units, so do bear that in mind. You'll also want to include what is known as a style number. Unlike an SKU, this is not an alternative for a barcode. This is a unique sequence of letters and numbers intended to identify a garment within a full collection. Just consider a company like Fashion Nova with thousands and thousands of styles. This company needs to be able to clearly identify one garment in the midst of a thousand garments. So this is what a style number would allow them to do, whether they're communicating internally within their design team, their marketing team, or they're communicating with, between suppliers or buyers. This is going to be an integral part of being able to identify products so everyone knows which garment is being referenced. This is also important for smaller businesses. Let's just say you have a Shopify store. Being able to use this unique sequence of letters and numbers to identify that product on your online store is going to allow you to keep track, to keep up with your analytics and make sure that your stock keeping is on point. When it comes to the format, this actually differs between company and company. But I'll give you guys my formula, the one that I use internally at Fit Design, and it is going to include the brand name, the gender of the product, the actual product that's used, the variant design, and the season that this garment is launching. We'll start off with the brand name. I start off with the first three letters of any brand name. Let's just say Fit Design. Fit Design would be FDN. Then I would go dash. Then I would provide two letters or two indicator letters from the product type. If it's a pair of leggings, I would say leggings equals LG. So FDN dash LG. In this collection, let's just say I have three leggings. The first design of leggings I would call LG01. The second design I'd call LG02. The third design, LG03. So in this case, we're talking about the first design, LG01. Next, I'll go and I'll mention the actual season that this product is launching. This is important because if you let your variant numbers stack up over the next 10 seasons, you're going to have LG372, which is not something that's viable. So by creating a specific season for a specific product set, you're able to reset your numbers every collection. So you have four key seasons that you typically launch at. You have fall, winter, spring, summer, and it's very common to actually mix those two things together. So fall and winter would combine for FW. Spring and summer would combine for spring, summer. And then lastly, you finish it up with the last two numbers of the year it's launching. So 2022 would be 22. This is a bonus one and is not a necessity to include. However, if your product does allow it, you may wanna include some beautifully done graphics that can give more information about a garment. And this is up to your specific interpretation. However, let's just say we have a technical product that is both waterproof and windproof. You can illustrate these two beautiful illustrations that show that it's both windproof and waterproof to give your customers some more information about a product and also to open up the palette of graphics that you have on your hang tag to illustrate your brand more clearly, to provide more of a sense of depth to your packaging trims. And most importantly for a hanging price tag, you'll want to include in a clear, concise, and legible format the pricing of the product. Whether this is catered towards a customer or to be used internally, 
having a clear price tag is going to help avoid confusion with customers and is going to make everything clear and legible on the garment tag. And lastly, you'll want to include a UPC barcode. This is going to work in conjunction with the SKU that we created earlier. And it's typically a UPC barcode is going to be based off of the SKU numbers and letters you include. What is this important? Well, think about this. If you have hundreds and hundreds of boxes coming into a warehouse, having a worker to actually manually input all of these codes into the system is tiresome and laborsome and would actually never be able to be completed. It's just too much work for a team to do. So in order to streamline that process, we create a UPC barcode that can be easily scanned. So it's always a barcode and it can be input into the system effortlessly and at scale. There's actually more sophisticated technologies that are creating these systems of barcodes that are being able to be scanned all in one go that gives the entire contents of a box. So we're actually getting more sophisticated with our logistics and our branding. However, this is also a standardized barcode. It's not something that can be changed once it's been set in stone. And also the UPC format is created by a company called GS1, and it is a standardized organization that is there to actually create the standardized form of making barcodes. That way you have consistency across the supply chain, whether you have a manufacturer using these barcodes or you have the end user or the retailer using these barcodes. Well, that is a wrap guys. I hope by now you have a much clearer idea of the key components of information that you need to include as a fashion retailer so that you can create a price tag and a hang tag that has the information necessary for you to operate your business, as well as to give your customers a clear idea about the products they're buying and the information that they need to know. If you guys enjoyed this episode where we've gone through some very technical and specific details, the sorts of questions that I personally had when I first got into the industry, please let us know in the reviews below. Leaving a review really does help us out and lets us know how we did and how we can improve. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of FitBite. Until next week's episode, stay awesome. We hope you enjoyed this episode of FitBite. If you did, please consider leaving a review below. It really does help us out. Let us know what episodes you want to see next. And until next time, stay awesome.